the roll and go. Where am I to go, me Johnny? Where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go? Welcome to Where Am I To Go podcast. I am so grateful you have chosen to listen to me and to go on the travels and see the things and go to the museums that we have managed to go through for the last two seasons. I have really enjoyed doing this podcast and I hope you stick with me. It makes me happy to know that people are enjoying what I do. On another note, I want to make sure that everybody knows that we are on Facebook at Where Am I To Go podcast. We have lots of pictures. We have places that we go that we don't do podcasts on. And we have lots of things to see and think about when you decide you're going to travel or if you're just interested in learning about different places that we go. Also, we have an email account at whereamitogopodcast at gmail.com. And if anybody has any comments, ideas, thoughts, you are more than welcome to email me there, and I will do my best to answer, and we'll see where everything goes this season. I've got some neat things lined up, and I hope everybody is ready to go for a museum tour ride. Today we are in Capitan, New Mexico, and what in the world could be in Capitan, New Mexico? I'm sure everybody's heard of Capitan. Well, it's a very famous place, actually, whether you know it or not. I'm sure everybody has seen Smokey the Bear on all of the national forest uh, sites and some of that kind of stuff. And I I just got a look from my host today uh, with a major cringe, and I know what that just happened about. We are here with Nat, and Nat is going to set me straight. Let's go, Nat. Welcome to Where Am I to Go podcast. Good morning, Lauren, on this beautiful day. What did I do wrong already? Well, I wasn't going to rub your nose in it, but... Um, there was this famous song called Smokey the Bear that kind of ruined it for everyone. He's really Smokey Bear proper. He doesn't have a middle name. But the song was penned by a gentleman that made another current um, hit. It was a holiday hit called Frosty the Snowman. And that's oh. where it got misinterpreted. Um, it was an alliteration thing. So it wasn't you. Most people do it, and I just kind of shake my head and walk away. <laughs> well, this morning when I, was, when I was driving in here, I told Linda, I said, I'm probably going to make this mistake because I know that it's Smokey Bear. And as soon as I said Smokey the Bear and your head rolled back and your eyes rolled back in your head, <laughs> I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> we are human. <laughs> we are human, and I'm maybe more human than most. <laughs> anyway, okay, so so we're here at the at at Capitan at the Smoky, the Smoky Bear Museum. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I, I, I had to figure out where my the was, <laughs> and uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about. Well, let's first of all talk a little bit about Capitan and and this area. New Mexico is a beautiful state. We've just uh, came up the whole west side from Silver City and uh, came on across through uh, the very large array. And the state is just absolutely beautiful, in my opinion. And Capitan is, is no exception. This little place is like a little slice of heaven. It truly is. The people are genuine. This is a tiny um, rancher-based community. In fact, if you go up the street a little ways, you'll see um, uh, 
billboard that shows all of the history of the ranch brands of the ranches that make up our tiny little community. I saw um, that on the way in. Capitan is um, nestled like between the Capitan Mountains and of course we're enveloped by, uh, surrounded by the Lincoln National Forest and a part of it and that's kind of where all of the magic of our history um, has happened and we kind of have a really famous bear like you spoke of. You might have heard of him and he's uh, I think probably up there with um, all of the greats, um, you know, there's a lot of Disney, like, fictitious characters and such that are recognizable. But we're speaking of one tiny cub that kind of helped become a catalyst for an already um, prominent uh, and, and successful campaign. And that would be, um, you know, between the Ad Council, Department of Forestry, and um, the uh, Department of Agriculture. Now you're saying the Smoky Bear was an actual bear? Um, Smoky Bear, yes, was rescued here in the Capitans, and that was in 1950. There was a fire, and it was over 17,000 acres. Oh, and, wow. And uh, one of the products of that fire you are surrounded by right now, these logs came from the forestry department as a donation and efforts to build a museum to honor this cub that became America's favorite bear. Okay, so there was a forest fire. There was. And Smokey outran the flames? What happened actually was, um, it was a mutual aid fire. So we had Apache Red Hats, we had Lincoln, Kerezozo. It was a, a pretty sizable fire. Even civil volunteers came through. And uh, of course, Capitan, and they all went up uh, to fight this fire. And uh, in the midst of it, uh, one of the crewmates had seen this bear, and he was all by himself, a little cub. And the higher-ups said, no, we have a job to do. We have a fire to fight. Um, let nature take its course. you know." And so then flash forward a little bit, the crews were stuck in the gap area. Sadly, almost like how the Granite Mountain hotshots got overtaken and did not survive. Okay. They were all just laying there trying to beat the ashes, the cinders off of each other as the fire passed over them. Oh, wow. And when that cleared and they were all accounted for, they heard this little cub crying from a burnt out snag of a tree. And he had burnt little paws and a little burnt belly and a burnt little tuckus. And they brought him back to the camp. Um, and Mr. Ray Bell uh, ended up caretaking for him and helped ensure his survival. Ray Bell was the pilot and the game warden for our Forest Service at the time. Ray okay. Bell went ahead and took that cub and flew him in a little Piper airplane up to Santa Fe to Doc Smith and got him all bandaged up. The, the news verve, the media at the time, of course, um, didn't skip a beat and they were right on it. And they nicknamed him Hotfoot Teddy because of his burnt little paws <laughs> and his burnt little tuckus. Okay. And Hotfoot Teddy later would fill those big paws of the campaign that was started in 1944 with the first poster bear. Okay. So the poster bear preceded the living symbol of fire prevention. Oh, really? And he just form-fitted, kind of became a part of that history and that legend. Okay, so 
the bear on the poster looked a lot like Smokey Bear now, or did Smokey Bear has Smokey Bear adapted through the ages? I think he's gone through. Um, if you look on my mantle with all of them sequentially ordered, I call it the evolution of Smokey, and that's the campaign bear. That okay. um, the first poster bear was in 1944. <laughs> and we're and looking when when she says on the mantle, she's got. Plush. Probably ten or twelve uh, stuffed, stuffed uh, smokies. toy and smoky bears, mm -hmm. and she's got them from the earliest one coming on up through. It and starts with that creepy kind of Planet of the Apes vibe, and then he has a, <laughs> like a, a distinguished Theo Roosevelt suiting for the area of the teddy bear, and then he's rocking the '80s mom's jeans, and then here. Um, and I don't have the larger one to show you. Well, it's in one of the cases back there. But uh, my son said, Mom, I think, I think Smokey's been working out. He's pretty buff now. <laughs> so he has had some facelifts and been reinvented throughout the decades. Um, this book is a fantastic um, depiction of that. It started out, the campaign didn't have really much direction. They um, started with the... You know, the threat of Japanese firebombing, West Coast, all of that. We have covered that in a couple of other podcasts. Okay. And that's a really fascinating part of history to me. Okay. Uh, let's just touch real quick. The Japanese had the school children during World War II build paper balloons that carried incendiary devices on them, and the intent was to start enough forest fires on the West Coast to, to, to occupy all of our manpower fighting forest fires so then they could invade and as it turned out these bombs flew across from Japan on the airstream and landed kind of all over the United States I know we had one land in Wyoming I think the furthest east was somewhere in Wisconsin uh, and a bunch of them landed in Oregon uh, family discovered one in the woods and blew them up down in southern Oregon and killed three or four people but that was the that was the fire campaign that the Japanese had. Now, Smokey had things to do with that? So the Ad Council, when they first started, the Ad Council, the Department of Agriculture and Department of Forestry started the campaign. That was kind of the premise of the direction that the campaign was going. And then they encouraged um, that the Army needed crates and lumber and okay. the Army needed hangar bays and wood and so it was very, um, very impersonal. Um, there wasn't a lot for people to connect with. Walt Disney stepped in and, and leased them Bambi for a year. Okay. And then lo and behold, in 1944, we have our first poster bear. And that was Smokey Bear with the, you know, the iconic, Smokey says, care will prevent nine out of 10 woods fires. And so that just kind of breathed new life into the campaign and they took it and ran with it. There have been several artists, including, you know, Rudy Wendelin, that have um, been the ones to create the Smokey Bear that we all know and love. Okay. And, um, and like I said, this book is a great legacy of it. It's by MT Publishing. It's a Remember Only You, a history of the ad campaign. A lot of hours and research went into this, I imagine. So that's And this a little... book looks awesome. I mean, you've got all of your, your different posters along with explanations. You do. When I first started here at the museum a few years back, 
I would tell people, well, any friend of Smokey is a friend of mine. And I mean it genuinely from my heart. Right. But I didn't make it up. I just absorbed it. It resonated with me because I'm a 70s brat. And if I can find that poster, it's like a cute little Bob Ross kind of looking animated tree. <laughs> okay. Any friend of Smokey is a friend of mine. Aww. So you'll find that, you know, he's had to kind of shape shift not only his look, but... Um, the way that he connects with with the youth of right. our country. And so it started out with, you know, um, the uh, press releases and that and the council would give him to radio stations and then he had TV spots and, of course, the Smokey the Bear song um, and then Golden Books. And, you know, in 1952, President Truman licensed him. So and it was very revolutionary at the time. So anytime you purchase something that had his little symbol on it, that license trademark, then a portion of that, even if you just bought a pencil or a sticker, uh-huh. goes back into fire prevention. Oh, so really, really yeah. it was just brilliant. So when you look through these time capsules, I call it, these curio cases, every single one of those pieces that has come here for its forever home helped to promote you know, the fire prevention program. And still to this day, um, because he was so popular, um, I think only the president and maybe Santa, the IRS, I don't know if they count, have their own zip code. And you can write into the 20252 to Smokey Bear. And oh, really? you can request a Junior Ranger packet, and he'll mail one back to you. Well, his spirit will. And it comes here? His people. Is this, is this where you guys answer that or send that out from? No, nope, that is strictly through Washington, D.C., and that's okay. where his glory days were. He was America's bear. He was the living symbol of this fantastic campaign. Aww. And he lived his days out at the ranger station that they built him at the Washington, D.C. Zoo. Are you so, serious? Yes. So this image here is him about half-life. He lived to be 26. And okay. that's, if I can steal Yogi's line, better than the average bear. Yeah. Um, in the wild. For a black bear, you're looking at maybe 20, 21 years. I think grizzlies might be longer, but they're ornery, so that's probably why. He was cinnamon-colored, but a black bear. And so um, when Mr. Bell had taken him um, to Doc Smith and got him bandaged up, I'm sure it was not unusual for their family. He brought him home, like maybe I imagine the conversation would be, hey, we have a house guest for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Smokey and his daughter, Judy Bell, she looks kind of like Darla, from Little Rascals in that back picture, um, they were like peas and carrots. And Smokey, the cub, would take up for her and protect her mama. He'd nip at the dad who helped rescue him. He'd nip at her big brother, Don. And Don is the only living member of the Bell family to this day. He's, I think, in retirement in Las Cruces. Wow. So um, kind of legendary. And Judy grew up to advocate for, um, of course, fire prevention in the campaign. She also earned that golden smoky that looks like an Emmy or an Oscar with that um, that plush on the back wall. And that's a, a black and white of President Eisenhower presenting it to her. And she entrusted it here to Capitan so that we could share it with everyone. So dream big, kids, because you just have that one spark, ha, spark <laughs> of inspiration, and you can do great things. Now, was this Smokey Cub or Smokey the Cub? Smoky Cub. <laughs> well, Hot Foot Teddy. He was Hot Foot Teddy. They're going to the turnstile. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, we did not listen. We run with scissors. So you can edit that out, right? <laughs> he'll, he'll take it. Okay. So that little cub spent a couple months in the care of the Bell family. Now, and did he become domesticated at this point in time? Nope. Still a wild creature, like I just shared. Um, right. He... He would nip at the dad who helped rescue him. But he didn't him become like Gentle brother. Ben or, or one of those other bears that were no um, human friendly. So um, the the Bells had a cocker spaniel. Um, of course, Ray Bell was pilot and game warden, and their cocker spaniel's name was Jet. And Jet would kind of help try and you know potty train or whatever. He he basically stayed, I think, in the laundry room. I can't even envision, um, but it had to be a hoot. Uh, they couldn't find the cub one day, and uh, they were kind of panicking, like, "Oh no, where did he go? You know, did he release himself?" And he was asleep in the wash machine. In the washing. Machine. Yes. <laughs> so I imagine they got into a lot of shenanigans. I wish I could read that book. I bet there would be tons of stories oh, there. I'll bet it would be. So fun. Mr. Bell, and then. Um, the this is the Idaho Forest Supervisor Katie Flock, okay. Mr. Bell and Katie Flock, and that's K D, D. not Katie, right? Right. A gentleman, K D Flock. Okay. Um, they put their heads together, and there was a, a woman that was in uh, northern New Mexico at the time that was integral uh, with kind of connecting forestry with things like this beautiful map. That's the back side of that map, okay. and doing you know the the marketing and the promotion of the forest department. And so um, they put their heads together and um, decided, well, we have this active campaign, this poster campaign. Our first poster bear was in 1944. Wouldn't it be fantastic, this cub and his rescue story, to symbolize for America that he is um, the living symbol of fire prevention. And, and so Smokey Bear, became a in real life um, a thing. I mean, he was um, a legend. And so they took him back when he was healed up um, and got all the paperwork ready and uh, awarded him to uh, the Department of Agriculture, Forestry, Ad Council, the campaign. They took him back in that little Piper airplane. I think it was Homer Pickens, I believe. And they did a three-day press junket. He went up to Missouri and then ended up in D.C. They had, you know, I'm sure an induction like a ceremony. They had right. a parade, and um, he became a federal employee. Wow. So I think he still holds the record as the only bear to retire a federal employee. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and so, um, so did he have luxurious accommodations? I mean, you've got these two pictures. You've got the one of Dr. Smith with the bear bandaged up. Right. Uh, that's a pretty good-sized poster. And you've got another one of Smokey looking through some cages at the zoo. And did, did he have maybe a little bit more luxurious accommodations than the other animals at the zoo, or did they just kind of treat him like a zoo animal? He had a ranger station. And, and keep in mind, you know, this was, um, you know, in the 60s and 70s, so it wasn't glammed out. It wasn't right. like if you went to the San Diego Zoo. Okay. Um, that is a fantastic place, by the way. Um, so uh, it was a ranger station he had um, and oh, in his nice. enclosure. He had his own you know, pond or pool. And, right. Um, so it was, it was a little nicer. And he lived there um, until he was about 24. Um, 
He lived to be 26 years old. Okay. So when he turned 24, um, they had another cub that they rescued here from Lincoln National Forest. No kin of his. He really? never had babies. And um, he became Smokey number two. So they... Smoky. Did they start a fire just so they could get another bear? <laughs> I don't believe so. I mean, how do you get two bears, two <laughs> fires at the same place just as one's ready to retire? Right. Um, so that he passed the shovel on to Smokey number two. Okay. Went to his retirement enclosure. I'm not sure exactly where. Um, and they started the paperwork. Um, it took an act of Congress to get him buried back here in Capitan, New Mexico. And he's buried here close to the museum. He is buried next door at the Memorial Park. Okay. And that was... Walk around the boardwalk over here and you'll find him. Okay. Yes. Sounds good. Um, and so he, yes, he was awarded... What did I grab here? Back to Congress. Um, but it took a couple years worth of paperwork oh, wow. to get him here. And you've and got a three-ring binder that's about four inches thick with... All the all news the... articles. We have about a dozen of them, so I have maybe oh, wow. four on display, and those include, um, you know, the Act of Congress it took to get him buried back home here. Uh, that wow. was a, a, almost two years in the works uh, paperwork process, and he did die of old age when um, in 1976 he was 26 years old. And so they had to facilitate getting him buried back home. Um, they buried him in the middle of the night secretly because no matter what um, decade it is, I mean, there's just weird or bad people out there. And someone had threatened to hijack his body. So they had an escorted kind of, a, you know, motorcade bring him here to Capitan. And you'll see in that, um, it's the very 70s, looking framed photo over here. Oh, okay. Um, that's them lowering him into his grave for his wow. final rest. How so. awesome is that? And they did have a memorial ceremony. A lot of these binders have letters that people had written. There's sympathy cards um, and different things that they poured out to Capitan here, and we've tried to kind of encapsulate those and keep them available to share with others. And then in 1984, there was a... Um, just one firefighter, um, I think he was from Pennsylvania, and he created the Smokey Bear commemorative stamp. So again, an act of Congress, you have to go through that. He was the first um, individually named animal to appear on a, sp a postage stamp, and wow. that was released here in Capitan. Can you imagine them trying to get something like this through Congress now, the I way our Congress is? I think I'd go cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, One um, group would say it would be good, and the other group would say it'd be politically incorrect, and we'd never get through. <laughs> yeah, that's a tinderbox. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> but um, there's amazing, wonderful, great things um, next door at the, um, the Smoky Bear Historical Park. And so that was built, obviously, you know, after he had passed. This is kind of the prequel, um, and this was just an act of love from our community um, to appreciate and to show everyone, you know, that Smokey really, um, I don't care what you go through in all the decades. We can go through a pandemic. We can go through uh, political issues. We can go through war, acts of terror. We can go through natural disasters. You can always come together and stand behind the message of this bear. And I think right. that's one of the coolest things on earth. 
Okay, so this museum here is in a log cabin. Yes. And it's fairly small, but you have a lot of memorabilia here. We do. And we haven't even started to go through any of those cases, but you also have a park and another... What is it's an interpretive center or what, it's an interpretive what is garden? So what that means is when you go up the sidewalk outside the rock wall enter the visitor center on the side street You are greeted by our state forestry. Okay, and they caretake for the Smoky Bear um, Historical Park okay. and that visitor center um, it's it's uh, $2 cash admission. Okay. Um, that visitor center has a short film that encompasses both the campaign and Smokey's Rescue okay. and then the fire prevention measures that they take to date. Um, they have wonderful interactive displays that show kind of the patterning and how they try and gauge what a wildfire is going to do. Okay. what a forest fire is going to do. So that's um, a really good place to go too. It is fantastic. I would not um, I would not like for anybody to come to Capitan without checking that out. Okay. And so um, all of those displays um, show all of, and there's a video of Ray Bell, um, you know, like I said, the film that they show you as well. Outdoors in those gardens, the interpretive gardens show you all of the different microclimates here okay. in what I call our Sky Island. So it's all different as you've driven through and seen. There's high desert, there's riparian, there's there's pinyon juniper. Right. Um, fantastic displays and very well signed to show you the different microclimates of our ecosystem out here. And then Smokey is buried back by the waterfall. Um, the very first Smokey Bear hot air balloon that met its demise in the early 2000s in Albuquerque oh. is also buried back there. There's, the balloon is buried back yes, there? Yes, got to keep it in the family. <laughs> and then our one and only state wildland firefighter memorial that was um, dedicated in 2019 for the 75th. Um, Benny Long, the retired head forester here at the Smoky Bear Park, she really fought tooth and nail to get that erected. And it is the only wildland firefighter memorial in the state of New Mexico and it, it, it honors the fallen and it the humidity builds up when you get near it for me anyways okay. um, it's kind of a thing of beauty and I hope it's the start of a trend of more honoring people that are so brave and so valiant that they're willing to go and run towards things that the rest of us try and evacuate from oh yeah so much gratitude there, but you definitely need to check out next door. Okay. Uh, right now we're in between, kind of in transition of the seasons. Uh, there are wonderful, you know, photo plaques and statues of Smokey that you can take selfies of of yourselves with. With Smokey? With Smokey, <laughs> the OG. Yeah. Okay. One more question. Since sure. we, since we bypassed it, I want to jump back about three <laughs> uh, topics. What happened to Smokey Number Two? Um, so Smokey Number Two. I don't know his final resting place. I believe it would be in Washington. Um, so our Smokey, the original, uh, lived to be 26, died of natural causes. And Smokey number two lived, um, I think, close to 20 years. I could be wrong. It's in one of these binders. We can look it up. Um, and he he passed from some form of cancer. Okay. And Liver they don't, cancer. And they don't have a Smokey Thanks, number three? No, uh, we have not. You guys heard haven't of anything. been able to start another fire. Um, <laughs> let's just knock on some of these solid logs right here. Okay. Because if you look at the fact that we had an El Nino winter 
like dry, just so dry. Um, we are dreading, I mean, last spring we even had the Three Rivers fire, and um, that just was one careless act by a camper, just not drowning their campfire, and it raised some havoc. And here we are in Cupitan, Three Rivers physically is located back behind Bonita Lake, off of 54, where the Three Rivers petroglyphs, you know, kind of in that, okay. like going towards that area. And here in Capitan, the way that the wind kicked up and had its way with everything, it was like apocalyptic. It was like, like this kind of orange in our skies, and there was thick ash just raining here. And so we were pretty devastated. People were, you know, lining up by the gas pumps and stuff, and come to find out it was just the way that, that that fire had created its own energy, and we were not in any danger. So at that point, community takes hold and says, okay, you know, we're a rancher community. Mercantile, um, one of my friends, Sherry, she um, works there and um, also works with horses and got her trailers, and this is what we do in a, you know, in a little mountain community like this. You get your trailers and you help each other evacuate your animals right. and your pets. Right. And you always have a bug out bag packed because it's spring in New Mexico. That's just, you know, what we have to deal with um, to enjoy this beautiful little place. And sadly, you know, wild animals like the mustangs, like the horses, um, the elk, the deer, um, the bear, uh, they don't have that luxury of knowing where to go. And so sometimes they create a little bit of mischief going into our little tourist town next to us here. Um, it can it can create havoc. So I guess um, the bottom line is yes, please be careful with fire and and spread Smokey's message everywhere. Only you can prevent wildfires. <laughs> okay, well let's take a look at a couple of your displays. Yeah, yeah, go for uh, it. As we're kind of coming around here, you've got you've got some really antique Smokey Bear. Uh, brochures. You've got a little uh, Jeep with a Smokey in the back. You've got Smokey sleeping in bed. I'm sure that that has something to do with, uh-oh, uh now I can't remember the name of the little girl, that uh, Goldilocks. Oh, there you in go. the three bears, In the right? three bears. There's, there's three bears in a bed. These are left in collectibles. Um, you know, some of these things are pieced out and people have dedicated and donated throughout the years, and I don't have the exact history on them. Um, some of them, like Dennis Greninger, um, he was from a retired forestry, um, I believe, supervisor from Pennsylvania. He donated an entire collection. and Of Smokey Bear of doing Smokey different Bear uh, memorabilia stuff, like fighting fires, yes. hanging posters, painting pictures. And uh, then boxes of um, just loads of um, some of our history, like... Um, the press release packets that they would give to the radio stations. Right. And that was a very regimen, kind of every three to six months, they would refresh the campaign. And all different kinds of celebrities participated in that. Um, it's just fantastic. Um, also, there's um, books, golden books, song sheets. Um, and then, of course, you have, like, the precious coins, um, the belt buckles. Right now we're in the midst of making shadow boxes out of our patch collections. Now, did the Federal Reserve issue these uh, silver coins or were these just commemorative these silver were, coins? Uh, commemorative silver coins. 
uh, issued. These are from 1987. Uh, this one was created in Alamogordo, New Mexico here. Okay. Um, so it really just depended on, you know, a lot of things they'll come out with a commemorative coin, like a challenge coin they did for the 75th in 2019. Okay. Um, there's a challenge coin that is for the actual memorial, the Wildland Firefighter Memorial next door, um, that kind of echoes that verve. Um, so they really, um, you know, kind of have focused on some of those novel things for the mile marker birthdays. Um, in 2024, we will have Smoky Bear Days here again in Capitan. So they block off this busy, crazy boulevard here, Smoky Bear Boulevard. And then they have street vendors and lots of food and chainsaw carving contests. Oh, wow. And the new Smoky Bear hot air balloon will come down from Las Lunas and participate in being, you know, part of the celebration. Um, and so it's fantastic. But first weekend in May 2024. Um, but yes, a lot of these things have history and, and stories. Um, this is Eva Mae Plummer's Smokey Bear. And she was, um, this is from 1950, um, or the early 50s. And she was a retired um, forestry uh, person. And her great niece actually wanted to dedicate it and, and bring it home here. Oh, a lot wow. of Smokey Bear memorabilia comes home here so that um, it can preserve for everyone to enjoy. That is so cool. And it all has a story and a memory tied to it. So um, I hope you recognize a few things oh. from growing up. Yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't realize Smokey was as old as what he is. Yes. Uh, and that the campaign started that long ago. But it's just, you've got so many cool artifacts in here and, and collectibles and, and posters and it's, it is a small museum, but there is so much uh, memorabilia in history. I don't even know what else to really say. I mean, you could spend probably an hour in here just looking at all the little collectibles from when you were a kid and, and that kind of stuff. It's, it's just a really cool little uh, museum and, and gift shop. Thank you. And yes, I, I agree. Um, sometimes you'll get three generations of a family come in and one of them will be inspired by something that ties them to their childhood and growing up. Right. And they'll look at all of the plush, again, my little evolutionist Smokey up on that front mantle, and they can pick out, well, that was Uncle Bob's, or this is the one that my sissy had. And then they look up at the black and white photos and say, well, who's that? And it's an honest um, epiphany to have here. It's fantastic to be a part of that and All to that. connect the dots for people that, yes, um, this is possibly the most successful marketing campaign that has actually um, touched people. We get people from all over the globe, especially on, on mile marker, like anniversary years for the campaign. Really? Um, and so I've, is Smokey an international symbol also or just basically U.S.? No, United States. Um, I had one person come in, I believe it's... Um, well, it's a little awkward, but like Russia, I think they have a, a beaver. Um, so, and then of course Australia, I don't know what they have. Um, this smoky coin reminds me of a koala, um, okay. just the way that the artistry is on there. Um, but anyways, there are different campaigns that different countries have adapted, kind of echoing. But I think he was the original catalyst for all of that. And we've had people come in from 
let's see, for the 75th, which was just in 2019, I had people from, from France, from um, Russia, there was a lady from Dubai, a couple from Germany, and yes, and, and Great Britain, and um, sometimes it's just a matter of being in the right place at the right time. One gentleman came from Poland and started in Alaska, and he kept telling the story that once he got to, like, Washington and Oregon, he kept seeing this cutout of a bear, and he's like, hmm, that's some bear. And then he said, <laughs> in the next state, in the next forest, he saw him, he said, that's no ordinary bear, that must be a federal bear. <laughs> and the power of, you know, the World Wide Web Googled and found us here in Capitan. And, and came here to see. And took the time to see just what all of this noise was about. <laughs> wow. So here we are in a very unique, tiny town um, with an extremely wonderful survivor story of a little tiny cub in 1950 who was rescued from, doesn't sound big anymore, but a 17,000 acre fire um, in the Capitan Gap. Also, the, I just wanted to point out the Capitans are unique and they kind of stand out like a beacon. They run east-west. Okay. Most other mountains, um, aside from maybe a little spot up near Utah, the northern Rockies, most other mountains in the continental run north-south. Right. So um, he definitely um, was rescued and born at the right time, I guess. Um, sadly, the fire was very devastating. They did not find any of his family members, obviously. Right. Um, but what a legend. Yeah. And we're well, just so honored cool. to be able to caretake for his story and pass it on. And I think especially with climate and with wildfires, and whatever is going on, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> um, I think we can stand behind this bear. Yeah. Love the story. I appreciate <laughs> you taking the time. Now, do you guys have a website? Um, we actually have a Facebook page right now, and we will be launching our website very soon. And do you know what that site's going to be? And what will, is your Facebook page? Sure. The Facebook page is Smoky Bear Museum and Gift Shop, the little symbol for it. Okay. And if you put the in the middle of it, you won't get to the right Facebook nope, page? No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Not going to happen. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> but um, then <coughs> we welcome you. Uh, look for it, and we'll announce it on the Facebook page okay. um, that we will have uh, homeofsmokybear.com as our website and we were going to have an online store and some history on those pages available for people okay and it's just fantastic we in invite you to join us on our journey of spreading the message of this fantastic bear i will have to look for all that now one more question yes do you have anything to do with woodsy owl oh woodsy give a hoot don't pollute yeah that of guy. course woodsy um so he just is a little over 50. He's the quirky sidekick. And he is, of course, just a poster child for um, being a good steward for the environment. So right. um, Woodsy teaches you to reduce, reuse, recycle, and let it rot. And there's a fantastic website. There he is right there. There's a fantastic um, website that we offer it's actually a portal. Remember how I said that he's kind of gone to platforms where kids can relate to him? Right. He used to be on radio and TV when we were growing up. Yes. Now they can take and hover over a QR code on the stuffed animals. But. Well, okay, but yes. <laughs> Apparently, 
<laughs> yeah, we're mature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> um, you can go ahead and hover over that, and it opens a website, so a platform that these kids that are born with the smart thing in their paws right. are able to identify with. Um, the Smoky Bear one shows, sorry, I'm spanking them now. Oh, <laughs> the Smoky Bear one shows some of these black and whites, tells a story. There's links to um, coloring sheets and crosswords they can, they can print out. There's a link to Smoky Bear, well, Smoky the, the Bear, Bear, the song. song. Okay. <laughs> um, there's also the Ballad of Woodsy Owl when you hover over that and open the portal for Woodsy Owl's and where do you find um, these QR codes at? Because I'm not a QR code person. I, I don't even know how to use it. I've tried several times and failed. Um, can you open it, Sean, so I can give them the link? Um, a little outfit in, oh, a little outfit in Michigan. It's a mom and pop company that I work with. It's called Education Outdoors. Okay. And they believe in all of their toys being educational to benefit oh, these cool. kids. Yeah. And so they created this online presence. Of course, Smokey Bear, to keep up with the kids, has also gone digital. He has a Facebook. He has an Instagram. Um, he has a Twitter. I don't even tweet. I talk to Ravens. I don't think that counts. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, And then this here, is it educationoutdoors.net? It wasn't working. Yours isn't working with it? We've got a, a, a young uh, techie over here that also helps manage the, the museum by the name of Sean that's, that's trying to get all of our stuff put together. Sean's fantastic. Sean's my go-to even when I'm like, look, we don't have to use our old 80s boombox. I got us one that has Bluetooth. Now, how do I use this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and Woodsy, you said, is about 50 years old, so that means Woodsy came out about 1970. Right, Woodsy, um, I don't know if you remember any of the campaign, I'm sure they have. Oh, I remember it when I was a kid. The YouTube, and, and they show, you know, like the, the Native American with the tears and the river and everything, and it's really just relevantly trying to be, um, trying to bring forward the importance of being good stewards of our land. Okay. And give a hoot, don't pollute. Right. Uh, just like Smokey Bear is only you. Um, there are these iconic taglines that really resonate with repetition um, and educating you know our next generation and our generations I was gonna say we've we How do a handle. lot of boondocking and camping as we travel sure and the amount of garbage we're seeing is just phenomenal it's it's crazy that people with all the leave no trace uh, programs and all of that kind of stuff the woodsy owl it's just amazing to me that we're going places and still seeing pop bottles, uh, cigarette packs, uh, just pl plastic bags, and the new one, masks. Oh. Everybody has thrown their immune system to the wind and just let it litter every place. It just it, It's just appalling to me. What a, what a sad day when we, you know, have to kind of walk through our alleys and our our natural spaces and before we get a chance to just enjoy and really connect with the earth we can't help but notice that there's you know probably a large 13 gallon sack worth of trash leading your way to a fishing spot at grindstone lake right. or alto reservoir when we were in lockdown for the pandemic um 
and they slightly started to open things or when we first didn't know how to navigate this. Um, you have to understand uh, the nature of this little area here. When I call it our Sky Island, Lincoln National Forest is a playground for um, a lot of Texas. People come up from uh, Mexico. Um, there's people that come from Arizona, California. And when there weren't places for them to go indoors, they came out here and in a deving, devastatingly um, terrible impact showed no couth, uh, no pack it in, no pack it out mentality. There would be dumpsters overfilled, which I'm grateful at least they tried, but then there would be scatterings everywhere. Um, our, our wildland spaces were violated. We felt personally offended um, and just ashamed as stewards of the land that this had happened. Like, what have we come to? People have lost their ever-loving minds. I mean, there was no two ways about it. And so we had volunteerism and forestry and different people, Parks and Rec, go through and try and maintain and, and clean that all up. But it's sad, so there is no time like the present. I mean, both Smokey's message with the fire seasons um, kind of blending into one another because of our climate and because of the dryness right? Um, and also because of things like the pandemic that made people just kind of um, not kind to our land. I think both Smokey and Woodsy's messages are, are so important. Well, I think they both need to be reestablished and, and the things that we, they tried to teach us as kids comes back in as a future generation but the people didn't learn it as as, as in our generation either it was more you know, immersive was, for us it was very present and relevant and right uh, irrelevant i'm sorry um uh, when it came to being on the radio it was just kind of more like a mantra like something we would hear and it would resonate with us like how I said, you know, any friend of Smokey is a friend of mine. Yep. Uh, that stuck with me since the 70s, and I'm years old now, so <laughs> <laughs> it made an impact. I feel, um, you know, we get thousands of visitors every year here. Even when we were locked down, we still had people come from all over, traveling in their tiny homes, connecting with the outdoors, where they could feel safe and breathe in clean air. And I feel... Like out of those thousands, if we even just influence one young person or one adult to turn around and make that difference and make that part of their life's journey, then I think we've done our job and it's a good purpose. I, I agree. Well, Nat, I appreciate you taking your time today. It was Sean, a pleasure, I appreciate Lauren. you running the background and, and covering all the other bases. <laughs> and this has been really fun. And I shut these things down by saying the world is full of wonder. People need to get out and explore. While you're exploring, be safe with your fire, pick up your garbage, and everybody have an absolutely wonder-filled day. All the rolling go, where am I to go? Meet Johnny, where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go?